Welcome to the Roundtable Sports Podcast. I am your host, Q, joined by Saint. Saint, what's good with you? Oh, uh, well, still halfway getting trolled by uh, U of M fans, and Saints got their ass beat Sunday night. So, dude, it's been better yeah. weeks, I'll say that. That, uh, that Taysom Hill experiment is not working out right, is it? Nah, he threw, what, four picks? Damn. I wonder what they're going to do, especially for next year. Because even when they, even when the Saints go into training camp, they're not going to have James because he's still recovering from his ACL injury. So I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. But speaking of college football, as you were saying earlier, um, at the college football playoffs, top four, uh, number one was Alabama. They were able to beat Georgia this weekend, the SEC championship. Then we have Michigan as number two, who was able to beat Iowa in the Big Ten championship. Then Georgia drops down to three. And then number four is Cincinnati. They're still undefeated, but they were able to win the Conference USA championship against Houston. Um, saying what you think about the top four right now, even though I know you're not a Michigan fan, but a Big Ten team is in the top four. And uh, what do you think about what will happen in the future when it comes to this college playoffs? Well, I think that it should be six games, six teams, and not just because my boys are sitting out there at the sixth spot. Uh, I am very happy that there is a Big Ten school in the playoffs because big picture, that's always what we want is representation. Um, I don't think it matters who the team is at this point. I'm still not a fan of the four team, uh, the, the four team playoff system, just because so many factors and non-factors go into it. The SEC could lose every game, but because it's the SEC, they're going to be ranked higher than a uh, Cincinnati who has torn through everybody that they ran across. And you think it's the, same, the Nick Saban effect? I think it's the SEC effect. Oh, okay. Yeah, I um, I like the top the top four or top six right now because I know Notre Dame came in at number five, Ohio State number six. I think Ohio State is playing Utah. If I'm correct. Yeah, um, or Oregon. Okay. Yeah, one of those, and then I think Notre Dame might be playing Baylor. I'm not sure, but uh, I think it all matches up well. Um, it's gonna be hard, like you said, for Cincinnati to get any respect, even though they're undefeated and they. I guess their knock is at the conference they're in, but they did beat a Notre Dame team and gave Notre Dame their only loss of the season early so I gotta give them credit for that uh, they able to win their conference uh, Georgia I'm a little shocked that they did lose to Alabama this past yeah, weekend donkey biscuits beat out of them <laughs> they got the number one defense in the nation and and actually got beat and kind of exposed their secondary uh, looks like Alabama had a field day with throwing the ball against them um Number two, Michigan, of course, I'm a little, you know, I'm happy. They were able to demolish Iowa 3-42, to but I just hope that they don't take the foot off the pedal, especially now they're going against Georgia in the Orange Bowl on New Year's Eve. That's going to be... That's going to be a different uh, <laughs> different speed for them, you know, going against the SEC team. Um, a lot of big defenders, especially that defensive line, that front four of Georgia. Although they struggle against Alabama, it is Alabama. And then speaking of Alabama being number one, uh, they did lose one of their receivers, Meech. Uh, he tore his ACL, which sucks for Alabama, but they have so many people that can step up and replace them. So many future NFL prospects. It's like crazy at Alabama. And um, to be honest, I am, this is my personal prediction. I'm picking Alabama against Michigan, mm. but 
even then, I'm like, I don't know if Michigan can do that. I don't know if Michigan can beat two SEC teams in a row. It just seems like damn near impossible. I'm not doubting them, but it's even if that was any other team, even if that was Ohio State, I'd still be like, damn, that's going to be tough for them. Yeah, but is that two in a row? Yeah, yeah, that's that's tough again. And um, you know, with the rankings, people felt like Michigan should have been number one. Of course, a lot of Michigan fans, but do you feel that they should have been number one considering that Georgia lost, and they should have just moved up? Or because Alabama beat the number one team, they had the right to move up. Uh, I think they got got it right actually. Um, Alabama beat the number one team, therefore, and they're within conference too. And I think that plays a part in all of it. Okay, yeah. I could see that. I wasn't too mad because it was expected, but it would have been nice. Uh, I think also they had the Heisman uh, finals that just came out. I know Kay Hutchison, Stroud from Ohio State, um, the quarterback from Pittsburgh, and I believe uh, Bryce Bryce Young from Alabama, the quarterback, is all in the top four. Um, mm-hmm. Who are you picking? Are you picking your boy Stroud? Or are you, of course. You, you want to go? <laughs> you ain't going to get no love to Bryce in Alabama or Hutchinson in Michigan? No. <laughs> nope. Oh, man. Wow. You're just a buckeye till you die. No, I just think that he had a uh, he had a better season, all things considered, and considering where what and where they thought that they were going to end up. Uh, redshirt freshman coming into a big program, doing what they were able to do, putting up the amount of points that they have put up uh, consistently, and then really only looking at two losses in what is a uh, what a very short career. Yeah, I think that deserves a little bit more notoriety. Yeah, I think if he doesn't win it this year, he would definitely they'll definitely win it next year. Um, Hell, he might go to the pros. Yeah. Does he have to stay a certain amount of years, right? Two years? So he's a redshirt freshman. So technically, he could leave uh, uh, at the end of this season if he wanted to, I think. That's interesting. I know one of the Ohio State recruits just entered the transfer portal. Yeah, That's kind of of normal for Ohio State because they have so much talent. And you're bound to get someone that's going to do that and, you know, venture off to see if they can go to a different team. I know the quarterback from Oklahoma doing the same thing as well. Right. I said, nah, this ain't, this ain't the move. Let me go ahead and, and get going and see what else I can or what other splash I can make <laughs> career-wise. Right. Let me go ahead and do the George, uh, not George, but uh, Burrow. Joe Burrow, from, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he able to savage his career at LSU. Uh, what else do we got to talk about? Uh, we were talking a little bit about, uh, I know we have some Zion updates, but we just seen a recent picture of Zion online. I'm, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I know you're not going to agree with me. I'm hoping that that's Photoshop, but that doesn't look like that's Photoshop to me. Even if it wasn't Photoshop, the man is too heavy for them knees. And at 21 years old, or I'm assuming he's in his early 20s at this point, his knees right. are starting to show that he's putting too much wear and tear on him and all of the explosiveness that he has. He's not going to be able to utilize it. Uh-huh. I think with Zion as well, is it's coming to, to my knowledge is that I'm not saying he doesn't care. I just don't think he has enough people. It, it clearly, we don't know personally, mm-hmm. but it just clearly don't have the right people around him to motivate him to like get it going. 
this will be what, his second or third year in the league. And now it comes a time where like, okay, like, is you going to get it together now? Or are you going to try to do it like when you're out the league and they're trying to get back in, you know, you don't want that. You don't want to be a Greg Oding. You don't want to be Andrew Bynum. You don't want to be those type of players that had a lot of potential, a lot of hype and you're injury prone or you physically can't stand an NBA season. Right. Well, right now, I say I called RJ Barrett and a better career. I think I might be right so far. (laughs) Wow. I remember you said that and I was like, what? And I'm but I like Duke players and I'm like nah even though they're both from Duke I, I would have picked Zion but you might be right um cause at least RJ Barry is on a decent team mm-hmm. and he's staying injury free for the most part you said decent uh, like the Knicks are I mean we are talking about the Knicks at the end of the day right? so. <laughs> they're doing good for the Knicks I'll put it like that yeah. you're not doing great when you're doing good um do you feel like you know you you know I always know you to be in the gym and mm-hmm really knowledgeable about eating and things like that. We all say he needs to go on probably on a really strict diet. If you were Zion's trainer, what would you tell Zion to eat and what would you kind of tell him to kind of aim for right now? Uh, honestly, I think if he were to cut, uh, if he cut soda out, refined sugar and get rid of fast food as a whole or fried food as a whole um i think he'll bounce back pretty pretty steadily um most of you guys can afford to have a chef come out and prep and make their food uh, for them directly uh, without having to worry about anything so i don't think that's an excuse and he makes enough to uh, be able to do so but i would cut those three things out first i don't think he has to cut bread out um but if you get rid of those, that'll help get rid of what looks like a ton of water that's hanging on them. And then from there, go in and do some re, re, uh, recomposition work, play around with those macros and see how it how it works for them. Now, with Zion um, being a strong player, especially at Duke and then coming to the league, do you think that Zion's fear is him losing too much weight to lose his strength? You know, maybe that maybe he's in the head of thinking like if I get really skinny, I might not be able to be as physical a player I am. I don't think so. I think I think he has that same thing that I don't know if you remember you remember Sean May when he was a uh, Oh yeah. Uh, I think he has that going on for him to where I remember Tobias was pretty thick when he came into the league too. That he has like He's always been stronger than the kids that he ran across because he was a he was a grown ninth grader, essentially. And so his game might have revolved around that as a whole. Now he's out there with these adults and Mm. while he can still get up and get going, that stamina hits different because, you know, 82 games ain't the same as 28. And I think that if he were if he were to drop 10, 20 pounds, what he would lose, and I put quotation around the word lose, what he would lose in power, I think he would pick up in uh, quickness. Yeah, he'd be more durable. He probably also needs to, um, maybe he is a person that likes to lift heavy. You know, we don't know, but mm-hmm. um, kind of what you always told me, like if you're looking to, you know, shred a little bit, you're just going to have to cut down that weight and, and improve the reps. Right. 
So prove yeah. that damn cardio. Boy, need to get out and run. <laughs> <laughs> now, if he's doing cardio, does it matter what machine he's on? Elliptical, anything like that? No, because I think for basketball, football, and any other sport that you're actively like running up and down, getting in shape, having win for that is different than having win on the machine. Um, you can run or ride a bike for a hundred miles and then run around a track twice and be completely winded. You have to be actively participating in those kinds of sports to gain your wind. So I guess my last question about it for Zion, does he have to get in shape to get on the court and, and, and work on drills first? Or can he do that? Him being the way he is from what's rumored to be about 315 to 300, in between that can he actually say okay tomorrow i'm just going to run these drills i'm going to kind of go up and down the court do that cut in and out or is it best for him to kind of start on that bike on that treadmill on the mountain climber is that best for him to do that it honestly depends on his uh his knee health honestly um, uh, okay because if he has it to be explosive, run and do all those things, I don't see why not. But if you're recovering from uh, injury or surgery to his foot or something along those lines, you might be a little uh, worried about opening up and jumping right into it because you might feel like you can re-injure yourself and nobody wants that. All things considered for him. So I'll start bike first and then ease into light scrimmaging. What you so she go by calories, miles, or what should he do on a bike? Uh, I would go by heart rate, honestly. You get on one of them speed bikes, he ain't got no choice, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he is ass gonna be sweating. Yeah, you get on the speed bikes and one of them fan hit bikes and burn your calories that way. That'll get you, that'll at least start to get you moving in the right direction until he feels better to step on the court and kind of go from there and get in full contact stuff. All right. Uh, we're talking about the NBA. I'm talking about Zion's weight. Let's talk about another player that hasn't been playing this season as Ben Simmons. And one of the updates right now is that Dame is actually accept- accepting the fact that he might would like to play with Ben Simmons. And uh, the rumor was that they did offer CJ McCollum to Philly, but Philly more and more i don't know what more you can get from portland but whatever the case may be um the dame and ben simmons factor does that even work in your head for you uh no (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like a deep breath i'm trying to think how it would work uh because both of them need the ball obviously and Ben Simmons can't shoot, but the only way that I do see it potentially working is if you unload the playmaking responsibilities to Ben Simmons and then allow uh, Dame to just do what he does at the end or whenever just to get going, that might work. But then you have to surround those guys with shooters to uh, right. to make that work. And I don't, I think I rid of all of them between Mello and Cove and all those boys. Yeah, I think it would be better for them defensively, Portland, but you're asking Ben Simmons to come to a team in Portland and play off the ball. Now, if he's willing to do that, it might work a little bit, but 
looking at Portland and how they're constructed right now, it's going to be tough. You still got Nurkic. You still got, you know, Larry Nance. Yeah, you got you got players that that might have to either take a seat back or not play at all just for him to be able to flourish. Because Ben Simmons, of course, at this point in his career, he's not trying to shoot unless he's, you know, seen a new light. Then, yeah, I think about Chauncey and what he wants. Now, will he focus more on giving Ben more of the ball and letting Dame come off of? You know, pick and roll and whatnot. I don't know how that works, but I think that's know, the only way that works. Yeah. Is Dane willing to do that? I mean, he seemed like a player that would, but will that throw his rhythm off? Because, you know, with him, Harden, a couple other players, they're not having a really impressive scoring year, you know, mm-hmm. this year with the new rules. So I don't know. That's that's a tough situation for Portland because I think what happened is they're expecting a little bit more from CJ. And I think they just feel like they have just ran, just ran they what, what they could do with him. Like they is at the end of the rope, pretty much with CJ being there. I don't think CJ's bad. I think he's a great player. I like him, but the Dame and CJ thing's been going for damn near almost ten years, almost. And you know what more can you do unless you're going to add any other pieces? And I don't even think Portland's structure and their money wise, their cap isn't even allowing anybody even to come to Portland unless it's through trade. Yeah, now they gotta. They got a lot of money tied up in these guys. Two uh, nice contracts. Nurkic, I think, got a nice size contract as well. Yeah, Nurkic just, just making some money. Coach. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chauncey, Norman Chauncey got a contract. Right? Oh, yeah, Powell. Powell just signed something in the offseason as well. And I had thought Rosie was gone, but uh, Rosie Covington's there, and he's making about twelve a year too. So yeah, they you ain't got a lot of wiggle room in there. They gave old we'll call him a bum, but they gave Larry Nance Jr. ten mil as well. So you being disrespectful. <laughs> you know, I don't want to call him a bum, but uh, <laughs> he just you I know get, I get what you're saying, though. I think they thought that will add some youth and explosiveness, but so much you can do with Larry Nance, especially in Portland. Um, we had a couple of games last week. We had uh, Golden State, or uh, I'm sorry, Golden State and Phoenix. Um, back in back and forth, we had a game, I believe, last Wednesday, and then had a game on Friday. Uh, the first game, Phoenix was able to take it to extend their winning streak. And then Friday, even though Deb booked in play, um, Phoenix still looked competitive, but I think the Golden State Warriors was able to take that at home. Uh, can you see these two teams in the Western Conference Finals at this point of the year? I, it looks like it, but I would like to go back to that first game of the, uh, the Suns and the Warriors. Steph had arguably his worst night this season, and... I think it speaks to like fans because everyone was the the narrative was that he's lost his step. He's lost this. He's lost that. So on and so forth. And it was one game. They play 82 flipping games a year. And the guy was off for one game and it turned into this big narrative that Steph has fallen off again or he's not who he was. So on and so forth. And it. <laughs> Makes my ass itch when I hear stuff like that, man. I promise it does. <laughs> you know, it's not fair to Steph. Steph has proven himself over the years, especially um, those years against Cleveland in the finals. He's proven that he is one of the best players in the world right now. And 
I think it is a little unfair because although this team is really good in Golden State, he's pretty much keeping them afloat with him and Draymond. Plus, Wiggins finally playing with effort, playing with heart, playing his role. I like that Wiggins finally. Got Draymond doing his thing. Don't do that to Wiggins, man. Because you look at his numbers. His numbers has been consistent. He'll give you 18 to 20 a year every year that he's been in the league. Yeah, I think with him being a former number one pick, I think people really imagine him like like we were saying a couple episodes ago, him and that LeBron when he came out comparison to LeBron because he was getting drafted by Cleveland and got traded to Minnesota for Kevin Love. Um, but his his thing was, can he have a good mo- motor? And it, to me, it's like he's been really really going this season, especially, you know, dunking on Cat a couple of times, um, just playing his little mid-range game. I'm like, yeah, he, uh, he's playing like how he should, especially for going to stay with Clay being out. Right. Uh, See, I like and I, I'd have pulled up his numbers, too. It, he got okay. he 18, he scored 18, about 18 points a game. He has a career average of 19 and a half. He ain't giving you nothing more than he normally does. Shooting around 47, 48%, that's about his career average and he's shooting uh, 38% from three, which is up from 34. And I, once again, I just think that he gets a lot of shit for no reason. Yeah. And I like Jordan Poole, who's playing pretty good. Um, some of the other boys that's off the bench, man. And then they got like a couple of rookies mm-hmm. that they put in the G League just because they don't even have enough playing time from them. I like Gary Payton Jr. He's balling. And then also to think about it, they still waiting on Wiseman to come back, who's another young player, and then of course Clay. So they are I feel like Steph is doing a great job playing his part, especially with these young players. And he had one bad game. They were talking about how Miles Bridges played some of the best defense, which he did. He played some good defense, but if you're talking about a playoff series, that's gonna be tough for anybody to guard stuff like that without getting burned out yeah. so now you're you're expecting this player to follow him around every game and as professionally you can but now you're taking away that scoring because you already got you got book you got paul and you got eight and bridges is like number four you know mm-hmm. he's a third or fourth option so you're taking away that piece of scoring and can you afford it especially going against golden state right yeah, no, I said it, it just goes back to just, just grinds my gears to hear um, after one bad game, they're talking about he's out of the MVP voting and all this other stuff. And oh, I understand we, no. need, we need stories because that's what the, the media is doing. But God dog. And then who, not, and that's what I'm saying. Like, like if Curry doesn't win it at this point, like who else? Who are we going to give it to? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. And then they didn't credit the second win for him. Well, well, Booker didn't play, so hey, damn, man, they can't catch they a break, can they? <laughs> I knew they was going to say that. And I like Phoenix, but I mean, it's not that he can do it. He's still on some injury. Like, yeah. put him out there and let him get hurt. I mean, Steph was doing what he was supposed to do. And I, I, people forget that he got injured in the first game, so I don't even think he played all of the first game, so you know, it is what it is. Um... We could talk a little bit about my Lakers and their struggle. Um, <laughs> um, oh. Pretty much they're on and off. Uh, I don't really know what else to say about L.A. right now. Uh, to me, I mean, people still have them going to the Western Conference Finals. I do not. 
I don't know, in the second round maybe and them getting bounced just because they are figuring out the whole experience with a bunch of veterans on the team is mm. not going to be it's not going to work um yeah they have malik monk yeah they have kendrick uh, who i think is andrew yeah they have thornton who has not been playing as well as he did last year but you still need to have a mixture um because veterans don't like to play defense like that veterans don't like to go up and down the court <laughs> they don't have to uh, one of the it's crazy to think about it. One of the youngest players on the team is Brody, is Russell Westbrook. He's like 31, 32. Everybody else is like over 35 almost, 34 and up. They did. 30 isn't. They they're like 25. He's 20, 28, I believe. So yeah, he's getting up there. Not like he's not old or nothing, but just, you know, AD's biggest flack is the um the injuries and whatnot. But he's been pretty healthy this year. So, uh, quick thoughts on the Lakers right now. Um, <laughs> I know you're probably going like, uh, they suck. But um, anything you need, you see just in passing, they might need to do maybe trade trade deadline, do something, make a move. I don't think any any of the pieces that the Laker ha- Lakers have would allow them to acquire what they need. They they honestly need to have all three of them boys play together, which they haven't at the. If we just look at the season as a whole, Brian's been out with nagging injuries here or there. Uh, Brody, while he's been available every game, uh, AD hasn't. So there's, I want to say maybe 10, 11 games where all three of them have played together. Uh, so you have a, a Brooklyn situation here and they're professional enough to turn it on in the playoffs. But right. you got to figure out if them turning it on in the playoffs is going to be a uh, detrimental to because Brody is a different beast in the playoffs. Brown's a different beast in the playoffs. And Absolutely. I just pray AD doesn't get hurt in the playoffs. Yeah, I think uh, with, with the exception of Phoenix and Golden State, there's not many, a lot of consistent teams in the West. Like as usually as like you could say Dallas maybe, but they're up and down. You could say um, Memphis, but John Moran got a injury right now. He's out for a couple of games. And Denver, you know, they're still trying to figure themselves out. They're winning games, but you know, without a true point guard right now, without Jamal Murray, um, not sure about Austin Rivers right now. They're still searching for themselves. So you forgot um, about the Jazz. Yeah, Jazz. You know what? I like the Jazz, but are we going to have the same story? Like, I feel like last year was their year to make it to the finals, or at least get to the Western Conference Finals. The Clippers kind of put the, you know, clamps on them. Had Kawhi, he was playing at the time, and um, yeah, I know I wanted to jump the, the different teams, but the Clippers are not too bad right now with Paul George leading the team, and you know Reggie Jackson and Kennard and whatnot. Do you see them? You know, maybe making some noise as well. Nah. <laughs> they might get out of the first round. <laughs> they might. <laughs> yeah. They might get out of the first round. Because um, there's still no timetable on Kawhi coming back. And as great of a player as he is, they're still, he's older, a year older, a year slower. Um, and most of the championship quality teams only have a, a two-year, three-year window at absolute most before they become just playoff contenders. And I think right. that that last year for them might have been that. 
just turn them into good perennial playoff contenders at this point. So nobody like from the Clippers office had really gave an update on Kawhi. Like I don't heard anything. He has a leg injury. I don't know exactly what it is though. I love how Kawhi moves. I <laughs> he said, "Look, I ain't finna do this. Come on out here for the team, man. This team, like, oh, yeah, I don't care about right. me for real. I'm gonna do what I need to do for me and my Brandon." I mean, I can't knock it. Exactly. I wonder, but I, it's like I can't. I can't knock anyone that's. Hey, I'm gonna protect myself. I know yeah. how these companies or people. Yeah, I'm not gonna give all my loyalty and then get stabbed in the back. Right. Right. Uh. Well, I mean, since we're still talking basketball, for all who do, don't know, my favorite basketball team is the. Uh, Seattle Supersonics, who have moved to Oklahoma City, have become the Thunder, and they got the doggy biscuits beat out of them. Uh, was that Thursday they got the doggy? They looked and they yep. saw what looked like a 2K score. So they lost by 60? Nah. So should we have like a, a 21 rule skunk or something in the NBA? Because that was, that was tough to watch, tough to stomach. Well, to be. We want to be honest. They lost by seventy three points, which I have never seen in my life. Um, not even uh, maybe high school. Uh, I don't know, man. Because it, <laughs> I mean, I feel like if you get to the fifty boy, it's it's a wrap. Like let's end this right now. Like if if there's the fourth, I feel like they may, <laughs> if there's the fourth quarter and there's like I don't know seven eight minutes left and you're down by fifty or sixty points. There needs to be something because I don't know what are you playing for the other team to rack the score up or you think you in some delusional world that you're going to make a comeback. <laughs> um, I know that rarely happens for a team to get beat by that many points, but just the embarrassment. Yeah. You know, we all know OKC is a young team. We all know that we don't have a huge expectations for them since Chris Paul had left and got him to the playoffs in the bubble, that bubble year. But not that bad like they're not like god awful yeah and that's seven so three to, points just for them to get beat was just insane uh who do they was it memphis yeah it was memphis, yeah, memphis. Even, mm-hmm. and, and john moran not even playing so just imagine if john was playing like jesus i think he played really that game man he ain't gonna do that to you think boy. so like, I, I think he was hurt man nah, nah he had to play i'm <laughs> <laughs> not gonna do that and disrespect my man, squad I think they was getting I think they was getting their ass with by Dylan Brooks and Jaron Jackson and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, man, it ain't happened that way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think so. It's something. I don't know if it's that or. Well, let me ask you this as well. Do we oh, damn, start questioning? Damn. Yeah, That's mm. bad. Now, do we question Sam Presti, the OKC front office? Now we in the past have prayed well people have praised him about his moves, you know, for drafting, you know, not only KD, Westbrook and Harden and Surge, but you know, having other all stars there like, you know, Oladipo or uh PG Paul George, Reggie, yeah, yeah PG, yeah, Reggie and Steven Adams. Um, do we start kind of like looking at him like, yo, like you did acquire all these draft picks, but now what are you gonna do? What's your next move? He hasn't won a championship yet. He's been in our front office 
for over 15 years now, I think, going on 15 years. So are we at that point where we got to question him and what he's doing in the move he's making at OKC? I don't. I, if we ain't there, we damn close at this point. Um, part of me wants to pull out and question what's going on, but I can't think of a replacement to put in his space. I mean, there's old good old Dan Gilbert, but you saw what he did to that. Uh, oh yeah, Cleveland. The, uh, Cleveland, and now what he's doing as far as gutting out the Pelicans, I, I just don't. I just don't know if there's too many great executives that you can put into uh, this role and allow them enough time to make something happen. He's had yeah. more than enough time, though. You can't have three uh, former MVPs come from. Um, outside of your stable and not have played or picked right. So, I mean, there's that. Oh, my God about that. Yeah, they've had multiple MVPs on their team. Um, I, I still question that. Um, picking Surge over Harden to, you know, have Harden go to the Rockets, of course, and the rest is history and keep Surge. I guess at that time they're thinking, well, he's a defender. He's seven foot, close to seven foot. How can we replace that? I think that that was one of the crucial mistakes they make, and then keep that core group together somehow. Yeah, but those—I don't think those three become what they are if they stay together. Think so? No, because it KD takes a backseat to uh, Harden now to a degree. And I mean, rusted as well once he got to, uh, Houston for that year. But in that time, after they all left, they just turned into something crazy. The golden state KD was an absolute assassin. He wasn't while he was great as a thunder player. I was pissed off that whole year. (laughs) While he was great as a thunder player, that motivated KD was something nasty. And then you had triple double Russ. And then you saw uh, James Harden become arguably the most unguardable player in the NBA. Didn't work in the playoffs, but they couldn't have done that if all three of them were in the same spot. Yeah, so I never thought about it like that. These players wouldn't be able to maybe grow up like they should. Right. Uh, it's interesting. Um, let's see. We have any other NBA news? Not, not really. really. No. What do you think about the NFL? I mean, it's not really a whole, whole lot going on. We still have the Packers and um, the Cardinals. liar. the liar Uh, we got those those teams are you know still number one and then the Lions won their first game yeah they ain't gonna go on 16 they only done it once right yeah only once they would have been the first the first and only team to go what I have zero well they went on 15 this year though so oh they wouldn't (laughs) went zero on 15 so they wouldn't have been on 16 so that was yeah, because they did tie, or I guess that yeah. one game. Um, yeah, I don't really have too much to say. Like they won the game. I think the Vikings should be ashamed of themselves, but yeah, it is what it is. Uh, they play. Is it hard, always that thing though when the team is like bad? Is you feel like that team that lost to them should just be ashamed of itself for whatever reason? I mean, I think in this day, usually I would be like, you know what, it is what it is. It happens, but. Like if it was like the Jaguars to beat the Vikings, I wouldn't even have blinked. I would have said, "Oh, okay, whatever." But 
to have a team that has not won any games until like their 10th or 11th, what was it, 12th game actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> might want to be a little embarrassed because they're fighting for a playoff spot. You know, they're still battling to at least get a wild card position. Um, you know, they're coming out the North and they lost to a actual NFC North rivalry. So it's like, damn. Okay, how the hell are they coming out of the North? They ain't beating the... Uh... The Vikings? The, Packers. the Vikings? The Packers? I said Vikings. Well, I know they were a six and well, they like six and six now. Five and um, seven. Five and oh, they are five and seven. I think they're yeah. from what I've seen on ESPN, they're still a, somehow they're mathematically still in the hunt. I don't know how that works, but they are. Hmm. So that's that's kind of wild. Um what other uh, right now I think Buffalo is playing New England our Buffalo's weather is atrocious right now uh, the last time I checked the score which is a weird score it yeah. is uh, 11 to 7 <laughs> like a damn NBA game yeah have you are you taken back at the fact that the Packers or not the Packers the Patriots are 8 and 4 with a rookie quarterback I'm like beyond shot because I had no expectations for Matt Jones. I honestly thought picking Matt Jones, I was like, why the hell they picked that guy? Well, it was something that Nick Saban and Bill Belichick talked about because they're close friends. So Nick Saban, I guess he really does know what he's talking about when it comes to his players. And no, I did not see that coming. I am not a Patriots fan whatsoever. Never Mm -hmm. have been. Even when Randy Moss went there, I was like, nope, I'm good. It was nice to see. It was entertaining, but I just never been a Patriots fan. But I have to give credit where it's due. Like they, they doing their thing. I didn't realize their defense was that good. I thought by them losing Gilmore, I'm like, ah, they're not gonna be as awesome. But they are pretty good. And um, a fun fact, uh, shout out to Carl Davis. I actually, when I was playing basketball, he, I was what, nah, I was either a senior or I had already had graduate. Carl Davis was younger than me. He was always a big kid. He used to hoop with us. And I mean, I used to <laughs> I used to have my way with him in the post and guard him. I mean, now, hell no. He's he's on the defensive line of the Patriots right now. Yeah. So that won't be happening. But uh <laughs> shout out to him. He, you know, he went to Annapolis High. I think he had transferred to another high school and he then he, he played at Iowa for like uh yeah, two or three uh, for three years. I think he went to the draft. Got drafted. Uh, had a standing on the Ravens, then the Cleveland, and then now he's I think he's in New England, which he's doing pretty good with that defense. So shout out to Carl Davis. But uh, yeah, um, I'm surprised, man. I'm surprised. Do you now a lot of people are saying that they are going to go to the Super Bowl. They're going to come out the AFC because the AFC is not as good. People are no. not confident in the Chiefs and the Ravens. The Steelers are trash. All this stuff I'm hearing. You don't see the Patriots making it? No, I'm not coming out of it. No. Because you still have to play those guys in the playoffs. And them being decent mm-hmm. or not being decent during the regular season isn't the same as the playoffs. And this is around a time where people start to hit their stride. So you would hope that they... Uh, the Chiefs and all those guys are starting to hit that stripe, although uh, Boogie had a really bad, uh, really terrible game. <laughs> they won, but it wasn't uh, the most inviting game that they had. Yeah, I agree. 
Oh man, I'm I'm getting excited because the playoffs is coming up in a few weeks. For once college is done, that's when usually the NFL playoffs start to begin. Mm-hmm. Um, who uh, who are your? Uh, we are talking about the Patriots. Coming, you know, that's a little bit of a surprise. Anybody that you say, you know, hey, keep your eye on, especially when playoff time come. Like I'm for me, I know people are make. I say, oh, I, I give up on them. I'm still, I'm still picking um, for some odd reason Tennessee to upset someone. I don't know why, but I am. I'm still going with my Chiefs. Um, they're sitting okay. at eight and four. You know, people started to worry after they lost that uh, those first couple of games, and they weren't looking like themselves and not able to throw the ball down the field. But I'm still, still riding with Patty Mahomes. I'm not, not sold that, you know, the, the ship is sold for them already. I'm not sold on the Ravens right now either. Um, I kind of, I've coming into the game with last week. Did they lose to the Steelers like yesterday? No, they won that game. Barely, but they won. No, they did yeah, lose so, that game. They did. They did. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a little taken back because I, not a Ravens fan. That's, you know, that's our friend Will's favorite team, but, uh, I kind of expected them to kind of like, you know, towards the end of the season, get on a little bit of momentum, but it seems like they're kind of going backwards. I know they got a lot of injuries to that squad, but I, I don't want to say that people are figuring out Lamar, but they're realizing that the best chance of winning against Lamar is keeping him in the pocket. Although he's a good passer, not great, but good. Mm-hmm. I think if you keep him in that pocket a little bit, he has, you know, of course, to make a decision, but it gives you time for not him to run and gain big yardage plays. You know what I'm saying? So a little disappointing in the Ravens, definitely disappointing in the Rams, even though I think they just won their game. I'm still kind of having doubts. I didn't realize the injury to Robert Woods, the receiver on the Rams, will have kind of a, uh, you know, effect on staff where you still got Odell. And I think he's getting accustomed to, you know, running plays. So I'm a little. Still a little disappointed in them. Expecting them to have a little bit more momentum as well. And then uh, another team in the NFC. I'm just like, damn, what is going on over there? That's the Seattle Seahawks. Like, they're pretty bad. I think they're (laughs) overrated, honestly. Really? You never was a fan of them? In the the Legion of Boom era, they were something else. But, I mean, I think after... After Beast Mode left is when they started to go down that decline of making an excuse for everything but the quarterback for what and why they struggle. Oh, the line isn't good. Okay, bro. Oh, the receivers aren't good. Okay, bro. Uh, DK Metcalf, he's not that great. Yeah. Can't run a route. Uh, He doesn't have any help. Okay, bro. You get it. So let me ask you, let me ask you an NFL question because it's about your Bears. I know we talked about the Saints. I don't mean to harp on your teams. My teams are, of course, not doing good. But when are they? I, now we remember on this podcast we don't really promote firing people. But when the hell are they gonna fire Nagy? When they gonna get rid of Tomorrow? I don't know. He need to go ahead and get up out of here though. He does. About time. What is this from? What's going on? He doesn't. So he thinks that Andy Dalton is a better choice than Fields. Is that what he's pretty much saying? And the reason why he makes these moves that he does? Oh, Fields is hurt. 
a nagging injury oh, a couple okay. weeks ago. Gotcha. Yeah. Bill just now hurt. what? What is? Because I only because I I listen to talk radio, and I was listening to a guy. He's like, well, if you think. Detroit Lions and talking about them are bad. You should just hear Chicago's radio sports town and when they talk about the Bears and how pissed off the fans are in Chicago because of Nagy. Is he really that bad of a coach? Is he really making some of the some bad calls? Yeah, as far as play calling is concerned, but you also have to uh, remember that when it comes to uh, basketball and football, and I even think hockey as well. Uh, the fans are overly passionate behind it and not like Detroit fans that they're just like, oh, well, you know, they're going to ruin my day kind of thing. The Lions will be the Lions. But I think the diehard Bears fans, especially those that got to see the 1985 Bears, feel like every year they should be, if not in the playoffs, are making their way towards it. And they don't feel like uh, Nagy is pushing those boys towards the right direction to get to the playoffs. Mm, Well, hopefully the Bears get together because honestly, I think they're not a team that needs to compete rebuild completely they got a lot of pieces that they can work with they just need a couple i think they need a some maybe some receivers um secondary a little bit i think they'll be all right and they need a team <laughs> <laughs> they just need a couple you know yeah, a couple of uh, pieces. did we forget to talk about uh Boogie Cousins going to the Bucks. I think we forgot he got signed. So All right, we talked about him last week going there. Oh, okay. Well, I, what I'm reading, he's doing pretty good. He, I think I just seen him dunk on Evan Mobley. So that's oh, it's nice to see Boogie doing well. I just hope that curse of wherever he go, the ring don't go. Uh, follow him. <laughs> that is kind of messed up. Yeah, everybody, but, you know what? Playoff contenders, no ring. Like, come on, bro. I wonder if he, because that's kind of the year that the I think LA won. The he bubble, got cut. He was, yeah. I'm like, damn man, can I get my ring still? <laughs> you know, let me get an honorary ring or something. Hey, come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Pistons are trash. I'm sorry, they they had to leave. They're the rebuilding. The I don't want to say yeah, you're right. I'm not gonna say trash, but they had to leave most. of the game and now they're losing by four with three minutes left in the fourth. So how much are the tickets? And they're pretty cheap. Uh anywhere probably from 40 to 40 and up, maybe. Yeah, they're trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get flow seats for sixty dollars. Yeah, yeah, I might not be that good. Man, that's a, that's a damn shame. Oh well. Uh Pistons get it together. It's like the Hornets. You know, it was crazy too. So I do. People don't understand. I do fan duel betting, and I had he still has to learn. I haven't. I had the Thunder winning, and then I had the Hornets winning, mm-hmm. and they were losing. And I took the bet back. And now, as I'm looking at it, the Thunder because the Pistons. You know, the Pistons were winning, and I'm like, okay, the 70s. Oh, I had to. Um, I had the yeah, I had the Hornets and Pistons beating. I'm sorry, the Hornets and Oklahoma City Thunder winning. They've been losing, so I I switched the bet at the last minute, and 
now I'm looking at it. I'm like, wow. So now the Pistons are losing and now the Sixers are losing. So this is why I just wanted to use this as an example that uh, people out there don't don't download FanDuel. You said don't that last week. I know. I'm, 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 I'm done. I'm done. I'm done until next year. <laughs> it's not being done. It's taking a I'm break. Done. Okay, I'm taking a break because uh, this is heartbreaking because I had put like three dollars now and mm-hmm. I could have won like ninety because I had all these other teams winning. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm pretty doing pretty good for myself unless unless Philly ties it up with the Hornets, which they have 59 seconds left, and unless. Pistons are oh, no, they're not coming back. It's 97 to 104. Okay, whatever. This is just for everybody. <laughs> just be careful. Don't if you got bills to pay, um, you know, don't go on FanDuel. And if you're trying to save money, don't go on FanDuel. That's all that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor guy. You know, learn. <laughs> all right, Saint. That was my last words. Do you have anything else to end the podcast with? I do not. Ah, man. No, um, let's see. No T-Max slander, Grant Hill slander. You haven't done that in a long time, man. Oh, man. The only time they get slandered is when someone brings something to my attention. And it's just, come on, man. It's living in the sense of their popularity. I'm talking about them being dogs for real. No, that, that's uh, literally what triggers me is when the, we're having we're supposed to be having a discussion revolving around sports and the person's I have nothing wrong with someone being biased because uh, there are certain players that you bring them up I'm definitely biased I have an issue when we're talking numbers and we're talking uh, what they did and their argument goes by well if they didn't get hurt well they did there's Come on, bro. They didn't get hurt. They'd have been better, but they got hurt. Yeah, I agree. That's the end of the discussion. They'd have been better than Kobe, but they got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, man. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us on the Roundtable Sports podcast again you can catch us on apple spotify anchor google podcast the other platforms that support podcasts and then also you can follow us on the round table sports podcast page on instagram we'll catch you next week